What's going on, space friends? Welcome back to the Space Explorer podcast. My name is Jared, and on this week, Seth and I sit down and talk about Space Command staying put in Colorado. SpaceX and NASA will be delaying Crew 7. NASA accidentally tilted Voyager. Will they be able to fix it? And this week's main topic, the final launch of Northrop Grumman's Antares. All that coming up and more on episode 68. Hey, Jared, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, man? It's going pretty good. Podcast. It's coming with episodes for you. We're going to breeze through our news topics for you right away. We actually, I took these all like in the past couple of days. The last uh, last week, I think, was relatively slow, and also like everything picked up uh, this this beginning of this week. So let's get yeah, right it was into kind of busy it. This week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, last week was Ashkash, and I went to Ashkash. We can talk about that a whole. I think be a whole show in itself uh, about my week at Ashkash, but on my day at. I got to get up there but, one. I need to get up there. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Next year. I think next week, next year, I think we're planning on doing an RV. So, Ooh. you can get away All from right. your family and uh, come up for a week. <laughs> sounds, that so. sounds fun. All right. Let's get into our first, uh, first uh, news item. It's with the actually with Space Command. After years of debate, review, and, divi- and division, uh, a decision has been made uh, as to where the U.S. Space Command will be headquartered. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin brought the decision directly to President Biden, where, uh, who chose uh, to keep it in Colorado rather than moving it to Alabama. Republicans have cried uh, this has been a political decision. Uh, however, White House states it is out of concern for operational readiness. Hmm. So, ever since uh, the Space Force was created, so Space Command is not new. Space Command is just the rebranding of Air Force Space Command, although it's been kind of like reorganized a little bit um, into yep. a more... Space Force has kind of taken a more leaner, uh, more civilian included type branch like it's it's not like uh it's not like the air force which is very very bloated right being what how old is it like like 75 or so years 80 years old or something um so uh it's it's taking on this more modern approach it was air force space command was headquartered in colorado uh which is actually a pretty big there's like three there's like uh, three or four big defense kind of or, or airspace and defense kind of sectored areas is florida of course mm-hmm. with there being uh the kennedy space center and keeping up space force station then you have colorado where you have a lot of the more you have ula headquartered there and you have a lot more like i think northern grumman has a facility there and, and stuff like that there's a lot of more like not necessarily uh, more engineering stuff there and then you have uh sure. Hawthorne, la area so you want of course your space command area around the talent of which you want to pull people from, which is, of course, you know, Colorado is a really big one. And mm-hmm. right at the end, right before Trump, President Trump left office, he pretty much made the decision right, like right at the end, be like, we're moving it to Alabama, um, Redstone Arsenal, which, of course, there's a big airspace, uh, kind of, that's another kind of hub, but it's, I don't know if it's top three, but it's definitely a decent size. Um, aerospace hub, but more in the civilian rocket space versus defense sector. Yep. Um, and since then, it's been like a catastrophe. Like uh, Biden came in, and like they've uh, the Congress had a whole investigation into the decision because they believe that President Trump was doing it as a, as a political favor. And then uh, there was pretty much it just came up to like where President Biden just goes, "All right, Air Force, like you decide, like Department of the Air Force, like 
your decision, whatever you want to move it to, just move it. Then Ohio came in and was like, hey, we can have it here. Uh, <laughs> like, why not? Uh, which was all just like kind of like a weird, like, weird uh, addition. And pretty much it came down to the Secretary of the Air Force saying, let's move it, let's stick with the original plan, let's move it to Alabama. And the, uh, what was it? It was like, I think it was the commander of, the Sp- of Space Command. He was like, uh, no, I always leave it here because we have to be fully operational by uh, April of next year, and we're not going to hit that if we have to move our command uh, to Alabama. So Secretary of Defense pretty much couldn't get it down uh, between those two and just took it to the president himself and just went like, can you just help us figure it out? And he just went, all right, stick it, <laughs> keep it where it is. Apparently, <laughs> like that's. I have to imagine it that is, everybody that's actually on base is probably, um. Excited to stay in Colorado. <laughs> they don't have to move to Alabama. Alabama. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, I I spent a lot. Of t- I spent a lot of time with Zach, um, of course, our founder down in Mississippi. Like that port side, kind of nice. I don't know about north side Alabama, but the port side is kind of nice. Um, yeah, but uh, it, it's one of those classic kind of like. In my opinion, it was like I think this is probably. Not exactly what went down, but it, it, it makes sense in my head that you're looking at there's two people who who disagreed with um, who had their who disagreed with each other, and you either had a high ranking general, four star general, you know, mm-hmm. person you really want to keep happy because you want them yep. to do a good job, and a civilian who is serving at the pleasure of the president <laughs> at, yep. in his position. Uh, who can you piss off and be okay with? It's going right, to be the civilian. Right. You don't want to really want to piss right. off your generals. So, uh, stick, you know, going with the general side, you know, kind of makes sense and not, uh, not irritating everyone. Also, now the Republicans are saying that this is a, a against a political play because of, um, of course Alabama they are. Senator, <laughs> Alabama Senator Tuberville, whatever his name is, he's holding up a bunch of, uh, uh, like appointments for generals, uh, due to, you know, abortion, cons- you know, uh, uh the Department of Defense is reimbursing anyone in the military who has to travel for an abortion. So, like, mm-hmm. it, he doesn't like that. So, he's going against that and holding up a bunch of uh, appointments. So, now the Republicans are going to do an investigation into whether or not this was political. <laughs> it's, like, a complete mess um, for something that, yeah, having, I guess, having a, yeah, having a command is nice, I guess, to have in your state. Um, I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure it's going to be really, really important to have, but uh, it's not really going to be <laughs> like it, it, it is where it is. It's moved. Uh, Russian arsenal, and of course, the that's where the army. It's the army base, but it's pretty much a space for. I mean, it's all space related, and then uh, that all that all area in Huntsville is doing pretty well. I mean, Blue Origin just moved in there, and they're producing engines, yep. and you know that's a pretty nice, pretty nice spot for anyone in aerospace as well. Uh, it's always funny watching. Uh, do you know Sparta every day? No. You do, oh, how do you live your life without knowing Spider every day? Um, he's from Huntsville area, and like he is it's hilarious. He has a bit in his video where he goes and speaks to a bunch of like rocket scientists from the area, and they all have that that Alabama accent where you listen. You like accent. it's got like uh, no offense yeah. to anyone who lives in Alabama, but your accent does not breed does not bring uh, intelligence 
as as a factor into it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow, hot take. I'm not saying you're dumb. I'm just saying it's that's that you you think, man, this guy really knows how to fix my car probably. Like I, this guy, if I have a flat wow. tire, I want this guy to come fix my car. Wow. Uh not I want to build a rocket. I'm sure they used to say that about all the all the uh all the NASA alum that came from Texas. They probably used to say the same thing. Yeah, like I mean, the Saturn V rocket was built in Alabama. They can build a rocket. I'm sure everyone says that. No, my accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure everyone says that my accent. My man, that guy only knows how to, how to, you know, milk a cow, and that's pretty much it. Curd cheese. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) that's that's pretty much the whole uh, fiasco now with uh, with the space space command. Uh, we're hopefully space now. Well, (laughs) hot take. Space Command staying put, and Seth says that your accent determines your intelligence. That's coming up no, next. No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. I hear I, there's a lot. Land you know, the plane, listen, brother. Listen. Land the plane. <laughs> Alabama, you guys are really smart people. Although uh, I, I have I have had someone really struggle to count my change when I was down there once, but uh, that's a person, <laughs> not not a whole not a whole state. Anyways, moving oh, forward. Man. Roll, roll tide. Uh, space. Roll tide. Oh my god! Ever since no, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna bring in that conversation. We don't need. We don't need that. All right. Uh, SpaceX uh, is gonna have a new date for the Crew Seven launch. Uh, NASA has delayed the launch of SpaceX Crew Seven the from the 17th to the 21st of August. After SpaceX launched an, a delayed Falcon Heavy last week, NASA stated the company requires uh, more time to ready LC39A. Uh, and give the station time to perform operations with a progress spacecraft from Russia. The backup date for the launch is Friday, August 25th, uh, which is like four days after, I think. Yeah, that's four days after the original date. That That's a rough backup date. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, if you don't know, last week, Jared went to go see a Falcon Heavy launch. A, bu- a bunch of other people went to go see Falcon Heavy launch, but I want to bring up that Jared went to go see go. the Falcon Heavy launch. <laughs> Wait, you didn't go? I thought you I did didn't go. go. No, so I went, I set remotes, I was there, ready to go, and then they called the countdown with like three seconds or one second or whatever, and they pushed it. Um, weather was great, but then they ended up pushing it to the next day, and then the next day it rained terribly, so they pushed it again. <laughs> so I went and reset the remotes. Yeah, I reset, I reset my remotes, but I could not make it back to the launch, which... I'm super bummed at because it actually was beautiful, uh, and um, when it did finally go, it was it was actually a pretty spectacular launch. But I only got to see it from like 35 miles away instead of like three miles away, so pretty bummed. But I mean, you still got to well. see it. I did get to see it. Yes, fair. I guess technically, yeah, you still got to see. It. You didn't get to go and see it. That you just went and saw. It. Yes, yes. But, I was uh, not at the press site. So that no. launch uh, launched a Jupiter three. The mission it was a uh, Intel. No, Hughes Satellite Network or Hughes Satellite yep. Systems. Yep. One of those. It's not Hughes, Actually, it's not Hughes uh, Net. I, yeah, which I think is a different company than Hughes Satellite Systems or something. I, I don't know. Um, but it's, sure. it's a satellite that does, it's a communication satellite that went to geospatial, yeah. uh, geosynchronous yep. transfer orbit, direct GTO. I don't know. Uh, so that delayed a few days, which then it actually delayed one day for a while, which delayed the Crew 7 from like, I think it was like the fifteenth to the seventeenth, or fourteenth to the seventeenth, mm-hmm. and then uh, it the, the the extra delays for weather then delayed. Um, yep. It further to the twenty first now, 
So I was, I'm planning on going down for Cruise 7. Oh, I nice. Said it with All a high pitched right. voice because I don't know now. We'll see. Yeah. The delay kind of makes things a little interesting. But, um. As always. <laughs> as always. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll be interested to see how that goes. All right, next up. Uh, <laughs> this one actually happened. This was like news like two weeks ago, and like update. This is an update to that news. I didn't even realize this happened. I must have missed that. Um, after sending a command that accidentally tilted the spacecraft uh, two degrees away from Earth, severing communications with it, NASA's Deep Space Network has received a heartbeat signal from uh, the Voyager Two spacecraft. Uh, while this doesn't doesn't carry any scientific data or provide any way to command it. It does uh, show that the, air, the spacecraft is healthy and operating. NASA's Jet Propulsion, Propulsion Laboratory plans to send commands to reorient it. However, it does. It's they don't expect it to uh, for this to work. However, in October, there's an auto, automatic realignment uh, is planned, uh, but NASA doesn't feel like uh, doesn't want to wait that long and hold the fix it beforehand. I didn't even know this happened. Uh, <laughs> to be honest yeah, with you, I, 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 totally I didn't hear anything about this either. <laughs> Yeah, um, when you uh, that sucks to be the person who sent, apparently they just sent the wrong command. They sent a, they sent a command to yeah. it and it tilted it, and it was not the proper command. And when you're dealing with something as far away as Voyager two, which is the second furthest spacecraft um, away, Voyager yep. one. Always interesting. Voyager two launched before Voyager one. But Voyager one had the more optimal launch date. And alignment of the of the planet, so it caught up the Voyager two and surpassed it. Didn't really catch up to it, but it it surpassed it in distance from the sun, uh, and met and kind of passed by all the um, the, the planets first. So, fun fact: Voyager two launched for Voyager one, but Voyager one is faster. So, uh, <laughs> just always I love fun facts, man. Uh, so. It's good to hear that there's a, it's not lost. It's automatic alignment coming up in October. Yeah. Um, if they want it. Now, I guess, I don't know. Like, Voyager is kind of those weird spacecraft that, like, you kind of just don't, you kind of just don't know its operation because you don't cover its operation because you only cover mm-hmm. it when something like this happens and it's bad. Except I failed and didn't cover it because I didn't even know it happened. Um, <laughs> so... Whether or not that automatic alignment is like designed to do more than two, you know, do two degrees, two mm-hmm. degrees of alignment. I mean, obviously, it can move, it can move two degrees because it did. So hopefully, it can move that back uh, and just be just fine. I'm yeah. assuming that's all, all the case. I'm, I'm assuming those type of realignments are routine um, since why they are, you know, yeah, I'm planned. Sure. Yep. So hopefully, we don't. Any more issues, or we just, you know, this alignment, uh, this command they're going to send in different ways and multiple times just works and, you know, it's realigned. There's no control. The Voyager, thing. it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, return Z. the launch pad. Can we just return the launch pad? Yeah. Undo, undo, Kerbal, undo. Kerbal Space Program players out there, return the launch pad and uh, just redo the launch of Voyager 2. I would, I would totally be down with that one if that was a possibility. But Yeah. Anyways, sure. that's our t- those are our three quick stories today. We have our uh, main topic. Yeah, to definitely not a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 busy and also all a bunch of just random stuff going on. So, right, uh, those are our top stories. We'll go right to our main topic next after this break.
All right, so our last topic today, uh, and we are going to get it within 30 minutes because I have to physically be somewhere anywhere else, so it's going to be quick. Uh, we're not really too quick, but we're going to talk about this. Uh, is yesterday evening, as of recording this, which uh, I we yep. started recording, like, how is this already Wednesday? I don't know what happened to this week. Um, I swear, I all today today, I'm like, oh, today's Tuesday. Like, I, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, That's a good thing. It's so, it's always worse when you think it's the day ahead, not the day behind. Anyway, go ahead. True, true. That's fair. <laughs> Yesterday evening, Northrop Grumman launched its final foreign-built Antares rocket. Uh, and it's the Antares 230-plus, 220-plus uh, variant of their rocket. That's kind of the rocket they've been launching for the past couple of years. Um, they, I think they went from the 100 to the 200 series like a long time ago because they changed the, they had a failure with the engines. And then they um, they replaced out the engines, and now they're they're launching this one. The reasoning for the for it being the final launch is not because they're retiring the rocket by choice. They're kind of forced to retire it um, due to the war in Ukraine with uh, Russia, because they're getting supplies from both sides. They had engines yep. coming from Russia, and then they had the booster section section was being built by a company that also produced other defense items for Ukraine. And very early on into uh, Russia's invasion, they destroyed the factory. So they ran out of boosters and Russia. Um, this was like one of the really early stories last year was that uh, Rogozin was like, we're done supplying engines to the United States. Have fun flying on your, you know, get in space. We're going to fly on your broomsticks. And then that was such a poorly timed quote because literally like two days later, SpaceX launched and they like, Quoted like, ah, oh, the sound of freedom on the American broomstick. The broomstick uh, yeah. Rogozin, <laughs> Rogozin, like, like to just ignore SpaceX existing pretty much. So, kind of like forgot that SpaceX launches rockets and they don't use any uh, Russian engines. And they look like broomsticks. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what happens next now? So, now that, uh, now that we're done flying this kind of Russia series, what is Antares going to do? Because uh, Northrop Grumman still has a contract with NASA. They still have the commercial mm-hmm. services resupply, commercial resupply services contract that goes pretty much until 2020, uh, 2030. Uh, they've extended it out to, uh, to cover the, entire, uh, the retirement of the, of the space station. And I think it has like six or seven more flights, you know, contracted for, but I'm, I'm think they're going to get mm-hmm. more. That only goes to like 2028, I think. So I think they're going to get more onto that. Uh, and that was announced, ooh, what was it? A few months ago. Was it March maybe? Or was it February, I think, this year? Uh, Antares announced that they're going to be, they chose Firefly to build that first booster stage. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I think we covered that in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. So now that Antares is pretty much done, you know, like it, we're going to see, you know, it, it's a kind of a weird... Usually we see changes of rockets based off of the market, based off mm-hmm. or based off of the uh, um, the really just the market or just like the longevity. Like uh, ULA kind of was phasing out, you know, Delta oh, for a while because Delta just was a kind of a finicky rocket, and so I think they they were reducing the amount of um, flights on their medium sized rocket that go on Atlas because Atlas uh, flies. Uh, you know, when you liquid hydrogen in action, as we learned through the Artemis One launch, is a finicky, uh, finicky little field to use. Um, mm-hmm. And so, having less deltas launching and more atlases that use RP One is a little bit better. 
Uh, but eventually now they re they retiring it all for a Vulcan to have a more cost-effective mission. It's interesting to see a company have to like force to be retired, retiring a rocket because they lost supply of their manufacturers, and now they're going to be yeah, flying Firefly, which it seems like this is just a variant of their beta rocket. So if you know Firefly, Firefly flies their, have flown their Alpha rocket twice now, I think. Um, and I think they'll come up on the third launch this year. Uh, they're going to be pretty much you'll be building that first stage, and then like that, they're going to throw that second stage just right on top of the first stage. Legos, and, uh, man. Legos, man. Just <laughs> just keep stacking them. Stack second stages, yeah. and second stages, and second stages. It's Kerbal Space Program, man. It's easy. Uh, but you're going to be seeing now this like kind of new rocket, and it's between two companies that eventually this rocket is technically going to compete against each other because. So Antares never took off as a commercial launcher. It was only used for these CRS missions. There it's are some small, right? <clears throat> it's, I mean, it could. It's still pretty capable. I mean, it, it gets a similar payload, at least when we're talking about CRS one. So Dragon Do one versus Cygnus. Yeah. yeah, when you're, yeah. It, it's. I want to say it's exactly like the Falcon nine capability. I don't know the exact numbers. I think it's less capable than the Falcon nine, but it could get. A pretty serious pay it can get a pretty serious payload into low earth orbit uh, so like there's nothing saying you can't remove Cygnus from that top and put up a different payload and launch an orbit like mm -hmm. you can do that it just has to fit within its requirements it just must be stupidly expensive um, and not right. really I mean the entire system is built on you know an uh, old um, uh, ICBM development uh, I think it was like Taurus or something like that that was called or something like that. Uh, that was built. It was an older rocket, more heritage rocket that they've upgraded. So it'll be interesting to see if this commercially, more commercially built first stage, I'm not saying it's a commercially built, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's straight up a defense. It's it's a contract through Northrop. I'm sure it's not cheap. Um, it's going to change that and make Antares more competitive and then maybe even boost his performance up, uh, that would mm. be interesting to see. Because I want to see where Antares launches. Yeah. They only launch like once or twice a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they did yeah, for, only I launch mean, like once or twice had, a year. We had uh, uh, some people up there who were covering it, and uh, from what I saw, yeah, it Derek looked was really there. cool. Yep. Yeah, it yep, was really Derek awesome. Was there are cool launches. It, so. Yeah, it looked like a really cool cool launch. One day I'll have to Those already are there. Those RD-181s are pretty awesome to photograph. Uh, like, the Atlases mm -hmm. also, like, because there's only two of them, and they're big, so, like, it's not like the Falcon 9, which, like, has nine smaller yeah, you know, nine little rocket ones. engines. Yeah. And so you're trying to photograph it, and you kind of just get, they kind of all meld into one. Um, those those RD-181s are, like, pretty slick, uh, like, to photograph, because they're, they're more, their exhaust is more defined. So, yeah, that's really it, going, I mean, that's the last, to be honest, it's always cool to see something else that's not a Falcon rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything else a Falcon. At but here, here's the thing. So SpaceX, now that Antares is no longer launching, the Northrop Grumman is moving a Cygnus onto Falcon 9 launches because mm. it's the only other so they lost out, rocket yeah. that can actually get it to ISS. They can't, they used, they, I think they flew one on an Atlas yep. back in the day, but you can't buy an Atlas now. Those are all sold to Amazon and Vulcan's not available. Uh, like a solid option to purchase for like next year, a next year launch. Mm-hmm. 
uh, only Falc- only SpaceX can. So <laughs> SpaceX pretty much has a de facto monopoly now on getting anything. Yeah. Uh, at least if you want to fly on a Western rocket, uh, the only one can get anything to the ISS at the moment, whether you're launching crew or you're launching uh, cargo. Cargo. And I kind of made a joke that that I mentioned <laughs> I mentioned that in the article that like, oh well, like don't worry, Boeing's coming online soon in the next year. Boeing and Sierra Space are going to be coming online within the next year. Uh, you know, for for their crew and cargo respective uh, options. But I'm like, I think that's deja vu. I'm pretty sure I wrote that same sentence like a year ago. <laughs> That, you're gonna get, that you're gonna space and growing. We're gonna be, your own your own article. We're, yeah, we'll be coming online shortly. Yeah. Uh, and because Sierra Space was supposed to be ready at the beginning of this year, but then Vulcan and its Vulcan was delayed, and Sierra Space got delayed. And then we all know Boeing's issues. We have an update coming yep. next Monday. I think we have two updates coming next week. We have an update Monday on the uh, progress on launching OFT. Uh, sorry, the crew flight tests for Boeing, and then. Uh, which is never, I'm really hoping this is a good one, especially since they announced it so far out that maybe this is a good mm-hmm. update and not a bad update because they've all been bad updates. Um, so seeing that that press release come along was a little concerning, but also, well, not tomorrow, so that's good, right? Um, yeah, announced it like last minute. We'll and then see. Tuesday we have an update <laughs> on, on Artemis 2 launching, so... Uh, which would be pretty, pretty good and pretty awesome. Uh, seeing that one launch. Yep. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Seeing more. It's gonna be, it's gonna be with the administrator and the crew <laughs> of Artemis too. So nice. So nice. yeah, that's a good big idea. week coming up. So, uh, yeah. but that's it for all our stories this week. Uh, interesting little dynamic going on uh, with uh, Antares going down and and yep, Antares. Well, Antares went up. Uh, Antares retiring. <laughs> and sunset. Uh, Sunsetting. <laughs> it's sunset. Yeah, yeah. It's su- yeah, the Antares 200 series was sunsetted. Um, yeah, by Russia. Um, but uh, anyways, that was all it for this Another week. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can uh, join uh, the Discord and, and hang out with me and, and, and stuff like that. Jared, where, they, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Threads at Hyperlight. H Y P R L Y T E. He's officially off Twitter. Not even promoted anymore. Well, everybody's off Twitter. It's X, bro. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, yeah, we don't have, we don't have Twitter around X. Well, I yeah. almost sent a, a bunch. Of, <laughs> there was a part of me that was like, I wonder if I said all because every single space company still has Twitter listed as one of the social. Right. Yeah, it's X. yeah. That'd be funny. Anyways, you can listen to us at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and of course at spacesport.com. Follow along with our news there as well, and we'll see you guys all next week. See ya!